we'll hear a jumble. Lead, follow, or get out of the way. That was Lee Iacocca's mantra, but what if attempting to lead sends you headlong into a hasty retreat and following could actually be a winning strategy? Hi everyone, I'm Ed Garston and welcome to episode 70 of Tales from the Beat. Well, how often have you heard, you can't make this shit up? Well, I'm not making it up. It really happened by, well, happenstance this week and by coincidence because of a story choice I made. Well, long ago, I was the General Motors beat writer at the Detroit News, and I still have a strong interest in the company. That's why a good 18 years after I left the news as a semi-retired freelance senior automotive contributor for Forbes.com, I still cover the company's quarterly financial reports and listen to the webcast the CEO does with financial analysts. But this week, I went a different way. Mazda was introducing a new crossover SUV on the same day, and I had a chance to interview Tom Donnelly, the president and CEO of Mazda North American Operations. Now stay with me because an important element of both stories actually coincides, exposing two really different strategies for two very different reasons. One company deftly understanding the marketplace, the other appearing to backpedal. Well, let me lay it out for you. I interviewed Mazda's Tom Donnelly a week before the official unveiling of the 2025 CX-70. Now, it's a brand-new two-row crossover SUV for the automaker. It comes in two configurations, a straight hybrid or a plug-in electric hybrid. No battery electric version. No internal combustion engine version. Well, I asked Donnelly why. I love the explanation. He said Mazda's electrification strategy is based on what he termed being, quote, an intentional follower. Hmm, what's that mean? Well, he explained Mazda was fine with letting the other automakers go ahead, attempt to push their EVs on a market that saw sales sharply rise last year, but now seem to have hit a mountain of jello with sales growth slowing considerably, right? Why? Because, well, there's still a lot of people out there who aren't ready to make the jump from ICE to EV. Some of it's price, a lot of it is concern over running out of juice on a long road trip, and yeah, some folks simply just don't want to change a comfortable habit of popping into the filling station to top off the tank. However, hybrids now seem to be a sort of halfway house to taking the full EV plunge because you get a car that's electrified, but also a gasoline engine. You just use a lot less gas, and you don't have to sweat finding a recharging station when all you need is a filling station to keep on cruising. Well, customers who want to save gas while reducing emissions seem to be okay with hybrids for now, Donnelly said. So Mazda is going with what the market is currently telling it. Oh, Mazda does intend to introduce EVs like everybody eventually, but just not right now, maybe, I don't know, a year or two. That's significant because as intentional followers, the company is watching some other automakers like GM and Ford and others adjusting production and new EV introductions to a slower-than-expected market. 
All right. That brings me back to GM. Back in December of 2022, GM Chair and CEO Mary Barra took questions from members of the Automotive Press Association during her annual fireside chat. Well, I asked her about the gamble GM was taking going all in on EVs and when she'd know if the gamble paid off or if it was a bust. Here's what she said. So we've talked all around this today, and obviously there are some people that will never, ever give up wanting to go to the Shell station on the corner to fill up and will never, ever buy an EV. So going under the premise that what you're doing as a company, what other companies are doing, is, is a gamble to make such a, a transformation, what would you say the tipping point is? How will you know, say, whether in terms of market share or profits, that your gamble is paid off? Well, first, I don't know if I agree with you that there's people who will never, ever, I mean, maybe a small fraction, um, but, you know, there's, there's a lot of forces that are going to be driving people to electric vehicles. One, they're fun to drive. They're great vehicles. Uh, you know, I, I've, been, I've been driving a Bolt, and then we own a Hummer, and you get used to not going to the gas station really easily, really quickly. Um, and so I, I think that, you know, as, as it becomes more mainstream, I challenge that there's people going to hold out. Uh, they might own, keep a vehicle for a long time, but then if you also look in the 26 to 30 and then beyond range and you look at the regulatory environment around the globe, uh, you know, it's going to push you there. And there's some, some states already saying all, all EV by, you know, from a sales perspective by 2035. Right. So, but our... Our premise always at General Motors has been, let's just create such great electric vehicles and solve the charging issue for people that they want them, as opposed to being regularly, reg from a regulatory perspective, pushed into them. Because that's when you've got to worry about what your profitability looks like. So as we hit our profitability targets that you know we've laid out in mid-decade mid, um, mid and beyond, and you know we see the growth opportunities because you know we are seeing right now uh, for the orders that we have for EVs, 40% of them on many of these models are new to GM. Uh, so you know think about the growth opportunity because we are we what I say don't get our fair share on the coast. Yeah. A lot of these people are, are from the coast, and again the interest we have for people who've never bought a General Motors or don't own a General Motors vehicle now, I think is a huge growth opportunity. Okay. Fast forward two years now to earlier this week. During a webcast to discuss the full year and Q4 2023 results with financial analysts, Barris said the company is still going to be aggressive on EVs and reducing tailpipe emissions, but now reviving a technology the company abandoned after killing the much-loved Chevy Volt. Plans include bringing our plug-in hybrid technology to select vehicles in North America. Let me be clear, GM remains committed to eliminating tailpipe emissions from our light-duty vehicles by 2035. But in the interim, deploying plug-in technology in strategic segments will deliver some of the envir environmental benefits of EVs as the nation continues to build its charging infrastructure. We are timing the launches to help us comply with the more stringent fuel economy and tailpipe emission standards that are being proposed, and we plan to deliver the program in a capital and cost-efficient way because the technology is already in production in other markets. Well, to me, it's been so fascinating to see how two different automakers attack the same issue. 
Mazda, as an intended follower, happy to let the competition go full bore into EVs despite a reluctant market. Instead, pacing its adoption to EVs using hybrids as a comfortable kind of way station for consumers still struggling with the transition. GM, going full bore into a battery-powered portfolio and now having to retreat after seeming to misjudge actual consumer desire to make the switch from refueling to recharging. Well, it's just another lesson in trying to figure out the marketplace, attempt to push consumers to embrace radical change too fast or too soon, even if it seems to make sense, there's a good chance they're going to push back. That's why sometimes it's okay to let the competition bent on just being first make the mistakes and being patient enough to be an intentional follower. Well, as a journalist, it's not for me to judge. Just observe, process, and wonder which company strategy will be the most successful in reaching the same eventual EV destination. That's Tales from the Beat for this week. I'm Ed Garston. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you'll share, comment, subscribe. I'll be back next week with more tales. Take care.